0: Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347 215 9442. That number again is three four seven two one five ninety four forty two. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio.
1: Good evening everyone and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. My name is Robert Brining. I'm your host this evening. I am joined by the fabulous Jeremy Dunn. Happy Easter Jeremy. Hi. Happy Easter to you.
2: Was the Easter Bunny good to you and did he bring you a big basket?
1: No, the Easter Bunny did not bring me a basket. Uh, this year, I was sick, so and I'm still sick, so that's kind of defeats the purpose. You just missed the double
2: entendre there, didn't you? Yeah, you I'm are sick. Dead. Wow. Uh, that's uh, so I had a good long.
1: Easter. I do that, know. was kind of like you know last Sunday we did the show um, with Amanda, and then I guess I woke up Monday and I was just like completely run down. It's kind of like a head cold and all mucus, chest, you know. It's kind of like all that. So I've been taking Mucinex. I've been taking you know Dayquil. Um, Sarah Flew is like my best friend and just today I started feeling better yesterday I went to my sister's surprise 30th birthday party um, and then today I woke up and I, I went to Easter dinner with my family Joe stayed home because he's been he's he got sick after me so he's on like day 4 and I'm on day 7 so I went you know stayed away from everybody but I, I did Easter with everyone and, and had dinner and brought him home a nice little platter
2: nice what well, did you do? Anything special today? Um, I did laundry and I packed. I love it. Yes, because I'm flying out to Dallas tomorrow. Oh. You want to tell everyone what we're going to Dallas for? Oh, what? why are we going to Dallas? Yeah, I want you to tell them. You want me to tell them?
0: Okay, yeah. so
2: Robert and I have decided to elope. Yes,
0: yeah. and Dallas is the <laughs> best place to go do it.
2: <laughs> um actually um what is happening is the uh national association of people with aids conference is in dallas and it runs uh tuesday to friday and i'm going out a day early and robert and i have been asked to come out and talk and speak yeah, so it's, it's so, called the healthy living
1: conference for people who um want to check it out um it is in dallas um and it was uh, originally called, um, a few years ago, they used to call it uh, Staying Alive. Um, and they stopped doing it, and this is the first year that they're bringing it back since 2006. So, like Jeremy said, we're going to go down there and present, and we're going to talk about, you know, the POSIM radio, the social network, and how to use things like Facebook and Twitter to find other people living with HIV and to find support because it's crucial, especially after you're diagnosed.
2: Especially after being, di- first, di- being first diagnosed. It is it is so crucial, absolutely.
1: And you know what's funny is because when I was first diagnosed, I didn't want support from other people. I, like, totally, like, just pushed it under the rug and just didn't even think about it. It wasn't until, like, I really started, like, examining, you know, and and really started looking at my health as, as an adult that I decided, you know, now it's time for me to really reach out and find people who understand because I was lost. Really? Yeah, I was lost for a while, so it was, you know, it was kind of healing to Find myself again and come back and, and start worrying about myself, to, you know, my health and all that, because I didn't care about that when I was out doing drugs and all that stuff. Right. You know, you don't think about okay. those
2: things. Well, you don't, and and you and it's you know the drugs are an escape. I agree. You know, you were trying to escape from something, and mm-hmm. um, and it, it, and so I, I think what we're going to be able to talk about this week is. And what we talked about at the Positive Living Conference is being able to find and you know, and I'm going to steal the I'm going to steal the um, I'm going to steal your your tagline, but a dose of hope. Yeah, you know, finding a place where you will fit in, finding a place where you'll find you know, supporting um, support and love and friendship, and that's what people need, especially when it you know, especially when when they have um, just been diagnosed It's it's it's, it's so important I I'm totally excited great. And you know who else is going to be there? Did we talk about this yeah. already? Daniel Bauer A previous yeah, guest did. of ours He's mm-hmm. going to be on the He's going to be there and he's uh, Wednesday night entertainment for um, The conference And tell um, people
1: who Daniel is who don't know
2: So Daniel so is the show. Yeah so if you have missed the show Daniel Is the The um, is the official predecessor? No, no, yeah, predecessor. <laughs> I just think of the word there for a minute. Is the official predecessor to Harry Houdini, and which means that he is an escape artist and magician, and he is he is simply amazing, and he's going to be uh, pretty. It's going to be pretty fun to watch um, him do his thing out in Dallas and get to meet him for the first time there. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm just excited. And um, and I think I, I think the conference itself, the folks that are going to be there are going to be blown away because who doesn't like magic? I mean, really? I mean, come on, who doesn't like it? Right? I mean, it's it, it takes you to that that little child inside of you. Think you know of that of that wonder and of that you know that 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 charm and all of that stuff that's going on and it it's it just it's kind of cool to to see things happen and and um and uh you know you know all that stuff so no i think it's so incredible
1: anyway. because going to these conferences the best part for me you know is meeting other people that listen to our show who are members of Pause IM and you know interact with us every week here in the chat room and meeting those people in person just is icing on the the cake to these conferences. And when we're, when we go to Dallas, it's going to be a whole set of different people that we've never met in person. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's not the the, the Florida where it's the East coast where I think Dallas is going to be a, a variety of different people that we've never met. I mean, one of the people that I've met before, but I'm sure you're going to love meeting is Michelle Anderson, who was a 2011 um, plus America. I know. Well, so I, I was she, on the show with her. Remember? Right now, but you're going to actually get to meet her in person because she lives there. So I know she'll be attending. I'm not sure if she's speaking, but it'll just be nice to be able to, you know, put that face to or hug somebody who, you, who you've talked to before.
2: I'm thrilled, you know, and and it it and it it, it, it okay. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. It's probably going to make me sound a little um, un humble, but it was kind of fun to be at the Positive Living Conference and for people to come up and say. It is so nice to put a face to the voice because I listen to you all the time. And thank you. And just hearing the people, what they thought of the show and that they thought so highly of the show. And I, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm just thrilled. Yeah,
1: that's, that's an awesome feeling when they come up and they say that too. You know, yeah, it's different it really when is. people may tweet it to you or put it on Facebook. But when people say it to you face-to-face, you know, you get that sense of emotion from them that it really impacted them. So I, I love that as well.
2: You know, we do it because it, 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 we exactly. want to help. Absolutely. And it, it is, you know, because then you realize that you're making an impact, that you're doing something. And that's exciting. That That's the exciting part of it. So, oh, I have one more thing. Um, Go ahead. Before before we run, Um, last night I spoke to the Charlotte Film Society. Yeah, how was that? Oh my gosh, Robert. Um, When and if you guys all get into all the listeners, when you get a chance, you have to see the movie. We were here. It was moving. It was it, it. It was just so touching to watch and um to be invited to speak um to this to this group was just thrilling for me and 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 we turned it into a really nice interactive discussion and dialogue and we stayed an hour after the movie and it was great to just to sit and talk with people and answer questions and you know and And people felt like they were energized to do something about something, you know, to get in there. And so it was, it was, um, it was awesome. It was just so much fun. But
1: uh, yeah, I'm actually. my support group? um, The lady who runs that is actually looking to get a hold of a copy of that so she can uh, show that to our group. I do see Monique on uh, the line. Monique, I'm going to uh, bring you on in one second. Um, I just want to. Uh, quickly uh, say a little bit about the fabulous Monique for those who do not know That's Monique, Monique Moray. Moray. Monique Moray. Um, <laughs> Monique.
2: <laughs>
1: Monique Moray is actually um, the author of her own book called Living Inside My Skin of Silence. She also has her own internet radio show called the Monique Live Show, which is fabulous. And she also is the CEO of Monique's Hope and the Cure Outreach Services. And she's also featured in multiple um, documentaries, and the one that has recently gone viral on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter is the one that was um, uh, produced by Sean Strube from Pos Magazine called HIV is Not a Crime, um, and she shares her story there. You can check it out on our Facebook page, and we posted it on Twitter, and please help me welcome Monique. Right, hello, Monique.
3: Hello, Robert and Jeremy. How are you? Good. Sir. Yay. I miss hey. you. And y'all said my name, my last name wrong. It is Monique Marie. Marie. Everyone always says Monique Marie. It does sound sexy, Monique Marie. But it's Monique Marie.
1: (laughs) Marie, okay. Well, now I know. Because for the longest time, I thought it was just more.
2: Yeah, everyone Uh, says more as well, but it's Monique Marie. Monique Marie. Robert, I told you it was Marie, and you got mad at me. You said it wasn't. Yeah, it's
3: Monique Marie. How you doing, though? Well,
2: well, we just know you as Monique.
3: Yeah, you could call
2: me Monique. You know, I like it. I
3: like to keep it real, just say Monique. I miss you guys. How are you?
2: Oh, are you? gosh, we miss you. T- I miss you so much.
3: I know. I had so much fun, at positive living.
2: So did we. I, or so did, I should say I. I mean, I don't know about Robert.
1: Yes, I had fun. It was nice meeting Jeremy and, and you and, and Robert and all the other fabulous people that I've never met before. You know, it's, it's just an amazing experience to to meet people face-to-face after being friends with them for so long online.
2: And, and by the way, so I, I'm looking online, and, and I noticed that the pictures that you picked, Robert, were the ones that we were standing in front of the men's room. Yeah, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. We were taking a picture, and I thought you all was joking when we took that picture. You was like, oh, we are standing in the men's room. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I think that was kind of like real late at
2: night when we took that picture. It was. It was like, I think it was like almost midnight or one in the morning or something like that. Yeah, and you can even tell that we were just like really half
3: asleep.
1: <laughs> so um, before we get into um, your story, Monique, there is one thing I want to mention that was posted in the pause I Am chat room um, from Tracy. And he says, he's one of the remind us that 22 years ago today, Ryan White passed away.
3: Wow. So you know what, that I did can... read that on another post as well um, earlier today, that uh, um, 22 years ago, that uh, Ryan White passed away today. So yeah, I thought wow. that was just so amazing he... that um, I'm actually being interviewed on you guys' show.
2: On his anniversary, wow, 22 years ago. Where was I 22 years ago?
1: It feels like it was like yesterday, and for those listening, and if you don't know who Ryan White is, Google Ryan White and 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 learn about it because it was something that really
2: impacted our community. It, well, it really did because I mean, Ryan White is the namesake of the Ryan White Care Act. Uh, man, I I so okay, I, it did that just hit me all of a sudden that it was that was 22 years ago. I yeah, think was like six, six, seven years old. That's how old I was. Oh, that I was, was 11. Me. Oh, my
3: God. <laughs> so, Mooney, tell us
1: about you. Tell us, um, you know, um, start with uh, you, you know, you growing up, you, you grew up in Oklahoma. Tell, tell us about when you first went into the Army and why you went into the Army. Okay. Do you want me to start back there, there again? Um, yeah, just give people just a little, you know, quickly. So, for those who may not have listened to the first one.
3: Okay, just me growing up. Just uh I was a military brat pretty much. Um just traveled all across the world, got to meet so many people. Um, you know, um dad, you know, I was able to travel with my my father and my mother. Um just uh he he was in the service and so I was all over Alabama, Alaska, North Carolina, you know, of course, um South Carolina. And I too went in the military. I decided to go uh in my dad's footsteps. I wanted to go in the military as well. So pretty much that's what I did. I was a military brat. Um, hmm. so um just did a lot of traveling.
1: So yeah. when you went into the military,
3: um tell people about um how you tested positive. I tested pa- I tested positive in two thousand five. Um after I after I went in the military, um i uh decided on the military after um i had my first child I was a single parent after i had my first child decided to want to do something with my life um being a single parent um went ahead and got married and um got married with my first child and um wanted to do something with my life and got married and uh you know, wanted to uh wanted to just move forward and, and as a wife and And I wanted to uh, just better myself and found out I was pregnant with my second child and um, was very excited that I was pregnant and being a newlywed. And 2005 is when I found out I was uh, HIV positive as well. Um, Found out I was positive as well as um, finding out I was pregnant all at one time. Um, So it was a big shock and figure out, you know, how I end up with the HIV diagnosis as well as Being a wife, um, couldn't figure out how I end up positive, Um, didn't realize, didn't understand being a good wife, I would end up having an HIV-positive diagnosis. Um, Two months after the HIV uh, diagnosis, I found out my ex-husband had an affair at the time. So um, to make the long story uh, short, I found out that he had an affair. And that's how I found out that I had um, contracted the HIV virus. Now, when you got tested, you were tested in the military, right? I was tested in the military um, um, as soon as I went in. I went in the military in 2003. We were um, tested. All, every soldier is always tested in the military. So I was always tested in the military, which was always negative results. Um, I was stationed in Germany. I was tested negative. So each time I was always tested at negative. Um so when I got tested um when I was pregnant in two thousand five that one, that test result came back positive um, so um, I started putting two and two together, trying to figure out how did that one came back positive when all my previous tests was uh negative results so then, after they found that you were positive,
1: did they then kick you out of the army or they how did not result they can that you-
3: they can they cannot kick you out of the army um with a positive result um I just continue um getting the health care that I needed um to stay healthy and um to to take care of the um unborn child at the time um, I just continued to um i didn't know too much about um h i v at the time so um and I was confused i was puzzled um couldn't figure out you know how I contracted it once I found out that my husband, you know, um had the affair. Um I was confused, I was disgusted. Um, just wanted to give up on life. Um but the army really was very supportive. Um they really was there for me. So um all I did was really just did everything that I could do to cope to cope with the HIV diagnosis. Um so the army was really very supportive of uh, all they could do was just be, you know, very supportive. The only thing I couldn't do was travel overseas with HIV diagnosis.
0: Right.
1: So you're, um, you know, featured in HIV is not a crime. Um, you know, due to, did you meet the gentleman that you were with that that caused, that this ruckus was caused over? Um, after, obviously it was after your diagnosis, but how long was it?
3: Are you talking about with HIV is not a crime? Yes. Okay, well, HIV is not a crime. Um, I got in trouble. HIV, The video HIV is not a crime. Um, I got in trouble. HIV is not a crime. Almost a year later, after my HIV diagnosis, after I found out my um, ex-husband had an affair, I was trying to move on with my life after that. I didn't want to blame every man for what my ex-husband had had did to me. I was trying to move on with my life. After I had my son, um I was trying to move on. I was trying to live my life. I was trying to just put all, put everything, all the puzzles, you know, put the puzzle together. I was trying to just, you know, just be a mother towards my kids and, you know, just realize that I had HIV, realize that I was still a mother, you know, to the kids, and realize I yet had to just be strong for the kids. Um, Almost a year later, I ended up getting involved with another man, and I did not know how to tell this man that I had HIV. I wasn't fully educated on how to tell someone, hey, you know, if you tell someone, um, if you have unprotected sex with someone who is HIV negative, you can be criminalized. I wasn't fully educated. The military, all they did was have us sign a counsel statement to say that, We have to use a condom every time we engaged in sexual activity with someone who is HIV negative. All they did was make us sign a counsel statement. They did not go into full details on the laws if you have unprotected sex with someone who is HIV negative. So when I got uh, involved with someone who was HIV negative, um, because I wanted to be loved just like anyone else, I did not know how to tell the next man that I was HIV positive. All I wanted to do was to be loved just like anyone else. I was trying to move on with my life, you know, like I said, I did not want to um just look at the next man. Um I didn't want to look at anyone else different than uh what my ex-husband had did to me. I didn't want to look at, you know, oh, you you may treat me like what my ex-husband did. You know, I didn't want to treat the next person that way. So, um When I got involved with the next person, all he wanted to do was take me out to eat. You know, he just wanted to treat me nice. One thing ended up leading to another. Of course, my flesh started, you know, acting up. It's been almost a year for me, you know, before I, you know, know, got a little bit, you know, y'all know what I mean.
2: And I just did not know how to. You got a little bit randy, Monique. Huh? You got a little bit randy. Yeah.
3: So I did yeah. not know how to say this. You know, I was newly diagnosed with HIV. You know, you know, 2005 was when I got diagnosed. Here it is. 2006. Not even what almost a year for me. I so I did not know how to get these words out. The only thing yeah. I could tell the next man was, "Hey, you need to get a condom." I couldn't get these words out saying, "Hey, I'm HIV positive." I felt that if I told him I'm HIV positive, you know, he wouldn't like me. I felt like if I told him, I'm HIV positive, you know, he would start talking about me. He would go around telling everybody. I wasn't public yet. that I, You know, I didn't tell everyone yet that I was HIV positive. So it was like I did not know how to tell nobody that, hey, you know, I'm HIV positive. So the only thing I could tell this guy was, you need to get a condom. You know, that's the only thing. I was just stuck. So he I mean, didn't have- Monique, that's something that's
1: common for people who are newly diagnosed. Um, to actually get those words out is very difficult. So and I'm sure a lot of people and I myself can relate to not being able to say those three little words,
3: you know? And it's very difficult. You know, it's very difficult for someone who's newly diagnosed to say, you know, you need to get a condom, you know, especially with the stigma that's going on. You know, and people think it's so easy for us just to say, hey, you know, you know, because we we want to be treated just like anybody else.
2: That's right, absolutely, yeah. So,
3: so
1: what happened to where the military wanted to actually prosecute you?
3: Because you, your partner at the time didn't want to, correct? Right, like I say, like he he didn't. Of course, he didn't. He never got that condom. You know, just like anybody else who, just like anyone else who wasn't. You know, just like someone who wasn't positive. Of course, we. We as humans, adults, we're not going to get, 9 out of 10, you're not going to get a condom when our flesh is backing up. Five months later, uh, the guys got together. They had a conversation. They started talking about the females, you know, hey, so-and-so look good. I slept with so-and-so. My name comes up in that conversation, and uh, the part my partner um, that I had sexual in- encounter with um, mentioned my name. And um we weren't partners at that time. He just happened to mention my name. Yeah, I had yeah, I guess I, I'm assuming the conversation was, yeah, I had sex with Monique, you know, five months ago. Um, uh, my supervisor that was in that conversation knew my uh HIV uh, status at that time. He knew my status because he was one of the um people that knew my status because I thought I had to tell him my status um because of paperwork, um that I I thought I had to tell him when I first uh, became diagnosed, I thought I had to tell him because with the military in Fort Jackson, I thought I had to tell him because he had to do my paperwork uh, because to get my health care, I had to go to Augusta, Georgia. They had to do my mileage paperwork. I thought I had to tell him so he can do my mileage paperwork so I can travel to Augusta, uh, Georgia. So he was one of the ones that did know my status, my supervisor. So he was in that conversation with the, uh, with my partner. So my partner and him was in that conversation, and they I'm, I'm assuming the conversation was, I had sex with Monique, you know, blah, 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 and my supervisor heard him, and I'm assuming my supervisor pulled him to the side and probably was like, hey, you know, Monique is HIV positive. You need to report this. And next thing I know, the military cops, called me and I was at the military station, they read me my rights and they said I have been charged with um simple uh, aggravated assaults and um they arrested me and they um my kids had to go to my parents' house. Um I was in my own home. They said I could no longer stay in my house. They put me into the single soldier barracks. Um if I wanted to go to the store I had to have permission. I was on trial from five to six months until they come up with a verdict. Um, which they could never come up with a verdict. They interviewed everyone that knew me. Um, they interviewed my doctors. Um, if convicted I was looking at eight to twelve years. Wow. Um, so it was a whole bunch of a so whole
2: Monique, bunch of stuff. So 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 Monique, I, I the trial was it a military tri- trial or was it a civil trial? It, it was a
3: military trial because, I, of course, because I was in the army, so it
2: was right. it was under their laws. Okay, so wow. so they can um, because for for our listeners who aren't familiar with the military and, and how they work, the military has a a specific justice and court system um, that is on parallel with. The civilian um, court system, but that doesn't mean that you can't also be tried in the civilian courts. Is that correct? Right. So you could have been tried twice. I could have. So uh, no verdict was handed down at this point?
3: No verdict has been, and they, um, after five months of craziness, um, they, out of nowhere, uh my partner the guy that I had unprotected sex with um he testified at the end. He finally they finally allowed him to testify. When he testified, um they they got in they got so deep with his in interviewing him. They asked him questions like how did we position ourselves when we slept together? They asked him questions um like how did I act when he was over at my place you know, and he even looked at them, like, so strange. They, he asked them, like, you know, are you serious? You guys want me to answer these questions? You know, and, and he said, he um, he answered, um, he said, you know, I don't want to see anything happen to Monique. He said, yes, I wish you would have said that she was HIV positive. He said, yes. He said, by all means, I wish you would have said it. He said, but I am an adult. And he said, this is a lesson learned for me, too. He said, she told me to get a condom. He said, but I chose not to get a condom. He said, I chose not to get a condom that day. He said, but my my results, because they did test him, and his test results, they come back negative. He said, you know, putting her behind bars, he said, she still is positive. He said, she still had those children to raise. He said, this is a lesson learned for both of us. He said, I don't want to see anything happen to Monique. And, and he, you know, I truly believe that his testimony that day allowed my charges to be dropped. After his testimony, the next day I was called into the colonel office. In a colonel office, um, I was E4 at the time. Um, Listeners, a colonel is a higher up in the Army. And when they call you in a colonel office, you're supposed to have a supervisor with you when they call you in their office. But this particular day, the colonel wanted to see me by myself. And when I got in there, I was at parade rest, and he says, um, he says, you know, Monique, I, they dropped your charges. They said, all you have to do, you have less than 72 hours to get out the Army. And I looked at the colonel, and I said, that's it? You mean to tell me I was on trial for five months and that's it? He said, that's it. 72 hours, and you're out the Army. You know, you can just get out the Army. That's all we're going to do to you. And I was out the door. They dropped wow. my charges. The only thing is, Robert and Jeremy, my charges have been dropped. But if you look at my DD-214, and my DD-214 is it's just like for civilians, it's like a resume for the military. For civilians, it's like your resume, pretty much. Pretty much saying what I did in the Army as far as my job.
1: Right.
3: It's what I carry around with me saying what I did in the Army. If you look at the bottom of my DD-214, my charge has been dropped, but if you look at it, it says misconduct, Misconduct, but it, it says uh, serious offense in parentheses. They will not take that off. So it's kind of wow. like good or sweet for me. They dropped the charges, but it still says that.
2: So it's almost like conduct unbecoming. Right. Because you weren't an officer, you were enlisted. I will, what? Excuse me? You were enlisted, right? You weren't yes. an officer. Yeah, okay. I wasn't an officer. I was just, I wasn't enlisted. I was a soldier. Okay. So you were enlisted, and um, so, you, you know, a lot of, I think, uh, many people have heard, you know, who aren't in the military, they hear this uh, conduct unbecoming, and and I think that's what that relates to, right? Very similar? Excuse me? Is that what that relates to?
3: I can't, I don't understand your question.
2: So, uh, Sorry. So um, the, the the misconduct, serious offense, is that like a com- conduct unbecoming? On,
3: on I don't know exactly the the. I don't want to quote the actual term. I don't know yeah. the exact term for that.
2: No problem. I don't want to actually well, quote it it. it. it it just seems to me that, that you've been labeled. Right,
3: and it's like I said, and that's wow. something that I can I can fight to get that off. I can fight that, however, you know it would be a mess for me, but I do have my military benefits, you know, so Good. it that it, it actually you know they dropped all the charges, but at the same time i s- you know I still get you know as far as the health care, so that has been you know a true blessing that I'm able Good. to still get you know my,
2: the medical needs that I need right right, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are at the we are at the bottom of the hour um and we're talking to Monique Marie, and uh, we're talking... um, See, I said it right. See? All right. Monique Marie. Monique Marie. And uh, we are talking about... um, uh, What are we talking about? We're talking about... (laughs) uh, We're discussing her uh, when she found out that she was HIV positive and when she was in the the Army. Um, And uh, we're going to be moving on to... uh, her book that she wrote, Living Inside My Skin of Silence.
1: Let me just uh, say one thing. Uh, we do have somebody who's in the chat room uh, who's listening live who says they can totally relate to you. He te- or This person tested positive two years ago while being in the military as well. So you have, you know, people who are listening who totally relate to what you're going through. Another thing I want to ask before we move on to the book is what do you hope to get out of putting yourself in the documentary? You know,
3: I, I'm hoping that they can, you know, that the laws are will be changed, you know, that they can, you know, I think the, they need to, the one, the process, the people who are working in the, the prosecution and they need to, a lot of people education, you know, we can't stress that enough. You know, I think a lack of education and I, and, and the stigma, mm. you know, cause when they were making these laws, they were making them back when, you know, they were uh, when HIV first, you know, started out. Right. That's when a lot of these laws were first made.
1: And for people who don't, who aren't familiar um, about HIV criminalization laws, there's actually, I think, 36 states that have certain laws that prosecute people living with HIV who do not disclose to their sexual partners.
3: Exactly. So, and then a lot of these different. A, right? a lot of people who are being behind that are behind bars, the transmission. There, there has not even been no transmission at that. Hmm.
2: True. Cool. So I yeah, know we have okay. a bunch
1: of people on hold. So I just want to uh, quickly, Jeremy. You said you wanted to move over.
3: Uh, tell us why you, why you decided to write "Living Inside My Skin is Silence." I decided to write "Living Inside My Skin in Silence" because, pretty much, like the title says, I was in silence. I just got tired. I got tired of people thinking my life was just all together, you know, just with this smile. Everybody thought Monique was just this happy-go-lucky girl, you know. Monique was just military brat, came from a just all-perfect-round family. I just wanted to just get the word out and let people know, no, Monique. I had issues, you know, I went through something and I needed to share with the world that hey, you know, I'm this girl, you know, had a messed up past, you know, I have HIV, you know, my mind was messed up and it's time for me to share with the world that hey, even though I had this past, I yet overcame it and now I'm ready to just to be that voice, allow my voice to be heard to help others and let everyone else know that if I can stand up and help make a difference, so can it, the next person. True.
2: Sure. Jeremy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. So Hi, I lost Jeremy. It. Hi, Monique. How are you? I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> so how so can um, people get a copy of it?
3: They can get a copy of Living Inside My Skin at www.moniquehowell.com. Dot com M O N I Q U E H O W E
2: L L dot com. Here we go. And I, I, and you beat me to it. You beat me to Sorry. it. Sorry. I was getting ready to type it in there. So so Monique, you um excuse me. Trying to drink water, swallow and talk all at the same time doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> So where uh, so so you also do a radio show, is that right?
3: Yes. So tell us about that. I do a radio show, um, which i have I'm really been really slacking on my radio show because I've been doing the uh, Monique Hope for Cure outreach services as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Monique. Busy girl. Uh, Monique- huh. You're a busy bee. Yeah, Monique Live, the Monique Live show, which is Fishbowl Radio Network. Um, that airs every Monday night, um uh, eight eight PM Eastern Standard Time. That uh I just talk about everyday life living, pretty much. And I also have Monique's Hope for Cure Outreach Services that I just opened up in November. So I've been really busy with opening up the organization that both the Monique Live show, I'm just now getting back in the swing of things. So those who are listening, I would love to do some awesome interviews with – like I said, it's just everyday life living. I'm just – that's all I do on the Monique Live show, just everyday life living. Wow. And what
1: is this um, Monique's Hope sure what is What is that all about before we go to the phone lines? Because the phone lines are flooded. Let me just open the lines, then you can tell us about the organization. If you want to call into the show and talk to Monique or you have a question, you can tweet them to us at POSIM. You can put them in the chat room here, or you can call into the show at 347-215-9442 and press the number one button so we know you want to talk to us and you're not just listening on hold. So, Monique, tell us about the the new organization that you are uh, the CEO of.
3: Monique's Hope for Cure Outreach Services it's for um, whether you're positive or not, and again, I did that whether you're positive or not because I wanted to break that stigma. It's in a small town, in Holly Hill, South Carolina, and we provide um, HIV testing. Um, it's a, you can come into the center and watch TV. We'll give you a sandwich, something to drink, um, educational classes. Matter of fact, I'm about to have a conference September the 14th through the 16th um, in Santee, South Carolina. That information will will be on my website. It's going to call a Hero in the Power of Hope conference. Um, It will be on my website, www.Monique'sHope4Cure.com. That's my website um, for that as well. Um, That information will be posted soon for that conference. Uh, scholarships will also be posted for that conference soon Um, it's going to be a powerful conference that will be the first conference anyway I decided to um, open up the organization because once again I wanted to empower people about HIV and AIDS awareness and just let people know that you know HIV is real and you know just to keep hope alive and just, just to bring awareness to the community and to the world and just you know I think we just all need to just just come together as a community and just break that stigma, you you know, whether we're positive or not.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's awesome. We have a caller on the line, so we're going to bring them on. And remember, if you want to call us here and speak to Jeremy and myself, 347-215-9442, and press the one button so we know you want to come on live. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from?
0: Hi. Hello? Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Robert Suttle. Hi, Monique. Hi, Robert. Hi. My Hi, Betty. Robert Jeremy.
2: Hi, Robert.
0: Hi, how are Hi. you? I'm good. I'm loving the show tonight. It's quite entertaining can... and informative.
1: Well, thanks for tuning in, considering you're going to be on the show in a couple of
0: weeks.
2: I yeah, know.
0: So I need to get some information to you, and I will do that. I will.
2: This is a dry run, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm
0: nervous now.
2: (laughs) So for people who are listening,
1: Robert is also in the documentary, HIV is not a crime, which uh, we link in the chat room for people to check
0: out. Yes. Hello, world. Uh, we (laughs) We want the whole world to check out that link and to look at that documentary. That's right. That's Sean Strew, who was on your show about a month or so ago. Or
1: hey, Robert. Hey,
0: Jeremy. Okay. Hey, Monique. Hey, Sean. Hi,
2: hey. everyone. Hey,
0: <laughs> Monique. You never told us we were mispronouncing your name.
3: Yes, but I like the Monique
0: Murray Monique Marais.
2: Monique Marais. <laughs> That's what say, no. Monique Murray, Monique <laughs> Marie. <laughs> I like Monique Marais, too. It makes you sound like a dancer.
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) I'll just answer to anything.
0: Monique, And I'm sure there are other people waiting to call in, but I just wanted to say I'm enjoying the show, and Monique, always, it's been a pleasure meeting you, as well as Jeremy and Robert. And I'm just glad that you are sharing your stories, and um, you're doing a great work. And I just want to say from peer to peer that I am so proud of you. And you just continue to keep your head up, and you are an inspiring person. And you're going in the right direction, and you're doing the right things to bring awareness to HIV AIDS, um, to not only your community, but to the world. And so I just wanted to commend you for that. And also to Jeremy and Robert for using your platform for occasions such as these so that people can express themselves. And so thank you all. No, no. Thank you, guys. Thank you,
3: Robert. All
0: right. And I look forward to speaking to the rest of the world um, in about a month or so. So yeah, uh, I can't
1: wait. Have a good night. Yes, Robert will be on May 6th with us uh, sharing his story. Um, area code 504. You're on the air with Monique. What's your name?
2: This is Dorian Alexander. Hello, guys. Hey, hey Dorian. Dorian. Hey, Mo- Monique and Jeremy and Robert and and Robert Suttle and Sean. <laughs> Hi. Isn't that awesome? Yay. Do you have How a question that, for Monique? No, just just some some words of uh, praise to to her and you guys as, as well. To you know, to stay strong and keep 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 the work and the faith up. Okay.
1: All right. I totally agree. Well, thank you for calling in, Dory, and it was great meeting you.
2: The uh, same here, and um, and I, I hope 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 you guys have a great time in in, uh, in Dallas you know, as well. Well, I'm I'm taking my 10-gallon hat with me, so you never know. <laughs> I'm sure you will place that hat in very strategic places. Absolutely, because one can never go unprotected. Right, correct. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right now. All right, thanks for calling in, Dory.
1: Thanks, Dorian. All righty then. So we did have a question that was in the chat room uh, that was in here earlier, and they asked, are any of your children HIV positive?
3: None of my children are HIV positive. Um, my third child was the child that I was pregnant with when I found out that I was HIV. Um, he is now six years old, and he is HIV negative. Yay. Yay. That's awesome. So there well, we but you remember the last time I was on you all show? I was, like, so nervous. Y'all was the first, like, show I did. Uh-huh. I was, like, so nervous. I don't know what I was saying. That's okay. We, we love you. We treat you. And it, like, every now yeah. and then I replay
2: that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have to tell you, this is the show to pop your cherry on. That's yes, right. it right. And
1: a lot of people have come on for the first time ever and shared their story publicly here. So, you know, I, I think it's an honor for people like you to come on and, and, and really do it for the first time because it makes, you, makes me know that you're comfortable with us. Wow. Right. Um Michael Lee Howard asks at this stage in your life, what do you hope with all your projects to accomplish? And what is the biggest lesson that you have at this learned at this stage?
3: What is the biggest I didn't lesson hear the
1: biggest
3: I still didn't hear lesson? you my ears are bad.
2: What what's the biggest lesson you have learned?
3: Okay. Um the biggest lesson that I've learned, you know, I'm I'm just proud to to, to you know, just just to help make a difference. I mean, um, and I, I'm just realizing that it's not about Monique. Um, it's not about you know Monique. I'm just I'm just proud to just help to just just make a difference. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just proud to just help to 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 be making. I didn't realize that that all that I've been. I, I at first I was just like, why you know why me, you know. I don't realize, you know, I didn't understand, you know, why all this was happening, and I remember a young lady would always say, you know, Monique, you don't realize, you know, the things that you're doing, you're touching so many lives, and and now I'm starting to see that, you know, in 2010 when I opened up my mouth, you know, it was affecting so many people, and now I'm just happy to just be in that voice to help so many people and and just, you know, just help empower other people's lives. I mean, I just realize it's just not about Monique you know, and, and just being able to just reach out my hand to someone else and helping others and telling, telling other people, hey, you know what, we're going to make it. We're we going to get through this, you know. Now, do you think
1: that if you didn't go through all the things you did at the military, the stigma and all that, where they were, you know, prosecuting you and all that, do you think that you would still be as vocal as you are today? Or do you think that kind of empowered you?
3: If I did not go through the HIV criminalization, if I didn't go to the psychiatric ward, Robert, if I didn't get an HIV diagnosis, I probably would have been in my own little world doing something crazy, you know. So actually, you know, I hate to say it, but this has really just gave me the strength to, I wouldn't have been as vocal as I am right now, you know. Um, So I hate to say it, but, you know, I had, I'm thankful that this had to happen to me because I probably wouldn't have been as vocal. I wouldn't have.
1: Yeah. I know. I thought that too about,
3: you know, in my spiritual walk, sometimes, you know, my mom, you know, you know, my dad's a pastor and stuff. They always say sometimes God allow you to go through things for a purpose in life. And, And now I'm seeing God allowed me to go through this and, you know, he'll never put more on you than you can bear. And, You know, I'm like, goodness, I would have been under it in the towel. You know, I'm like, this here? You know, I would have been and lost my mind. Why haven't I lost my mind yet? You know, those pills that I took, gosh, why didn't my heart bust open yet? So I'm like, you know, I had to go through this, and now I'm yet standing strong, and now I'm speaking all across the world, and, you know, so, you know, I'm thankful to be
2: able to be that voice. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that you are in the world to be making, to be that voice. Right. And I'm
3: telling everyone, you know, there's life after an HIV diagnosis. There is, there is life. It's there is not death. You know, it's not a death sentence. It's life.
2: It's, it's a life sentence for sure. But, yeah, you're right. It's not a death sentence anymore.
3: You know, one of the things that
1: reminds me when when people, um, you know, bring religion into things, a lot of people tell me, well, God gave you HIV for being gay. You know, I, get, I got a really nasty comment negative. on the video. Yeah, really negative. And we recently had on Bishop Joyce Turner Keller from Louisiana, and the one thing she said is that maybe God gave it to us because he knows we could handle it, that we would do something good with it, that we would help others with it. You know what I mean? And I never looked at it like that. And I said, you know what, maybe that is why. Maybe God right. knows that we could handle it. We were strong enough to, to stand up and be counted because far too many don't. And someone always told me, I was
3: like, Monique, you know what? God gave this to you so because he knew you could handle
1: it. I'm like, really, me?
3: Me? I can handle this. You serious? Like, yeah, you can handle it. And I look at him, like, you know what? I can't handle this. I was like, you know, I'm able. Now I go, you know, I go into, I go into stores now. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. Yep, I have HIV, mm-hmm. You know, like me, love me. You 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 see what I put on my statuses. My, I mean, on my HIV status. I mean, my <laughs> Facebook
2: status. <laughs> my
3: Facebook status, you know. I'm just so bold. I don't care. You know, I tell people, I don't care whether you love me, you hate me, talk about me. Monique is going to be Monique. And I'm going to, you know, my favorite motto is you have to first love yourself. And once I, I had to begin to tell myself, you know, I have to love Monique. Love me. I don't care who like me, who don't like me, I'm gonna yet stand up for what is right and I'm going to yet love me. As long as I love me and Mr Stephen, my hubby love me and my kids, you know, I know I got it going on and I'm gonna make it. And by the way, my husband my husband is, you know, HIV negative. A lot of people like to know that Robert.
1: Yeah, I know. It was kinda of weird that you say that because Last night, um, just to kind of start a little bit off this um, subject, yesterday I was at my sister's surprise birthday party and my cousin's fiance was there. We're very friendly, like we hang out, and he always, whenever we see each other, he's one of my family members who will be like, hey, how's your radio show going? How's all that going? You know, he's very like interested. Here, yesterday when we were speaking, he did not know that I was HIV positive. He thought that I just did all this just because I was an activist and I was helping people. So for the first time, I had to sit down and disclose to him and then explain to him how it's transmitted and all this other stuff. And then the first question that he asked me, which goes back to what you just said, is that he asked me about my partner, you know, and how does that work. So then I had to explain that he is negative, you know, and we use a condom and things like that. So he's like, wow, you learn something new every day. So those moments, even when it's your family, when you educate them, they're, like, priceless.
3: Well, a lot of people they still ask me. Even people on my Facebook page, they'll say that, you know. Well, Monique, are you HIV positive? I'm like, are you serious? The stuff that well, I put on, like, like, don't you read? I'm like, are you trying to be funny right now? I'm like, no. Are you are you HIV positive? Or they're like, are your is are your your husband is he HIV positive? I'm like, no, he's not. Oh, really? I'm like, wow. Was he supposed to be? <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: I got um, a, so, so there's I got a, a couple of we, – we've got a couple of comments in the, in the chat room that I just okay. want to um, bring up really quick. Uh, we've got um, Michael Lee Howard says, like, RuPaul – oh, wait, no, 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 that's not it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> he says, Michael Lee Howard says, how does your husband deal with all of your work? He is
3: – my husband on? is 100 – no, my husband is 1,000%, probably more – he is such a supporter. I mean, he's a pusher. When I'm down and out with my work, when I feel like I want to throw in the towel, y'all know how we can get. I know Jeremy and Robert. Don't y'all get that mm-hmm. like that sometimes? When y'all just don't want to like do the show, don't want to be an oh, advocate, you know, just don't want to no, do it. Yeah. I get like yeah. that sometimes. Like I'm like, you know what? Well, I don't want to do this today. My husband's like, uh-uh. Yeah. You better get out that bed. You going you better go do it, Monique. Uh-uh. If you gotta go speak here and there, you gonna do it. My husband is such a supporter. He's just like, oh, you're going to do this today. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for my husband, I probably wouldn't be doing half of the work that I'm doing. So I'm really thankful that God has really placed him in my life. So I, I'm just, you know, my husband is, is I, I'm just thankful for him. Nice. Um, That's
2: Kevin, Maloney,
3: Kevin Maloney just
1: tweeted us um, from at RiseUpToHIV. Great show tonight, Monique. You are an inspiration. Your
2: story is powerful,
1: and I'm glad you are telling it. You're helping so many. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: Oh, And Sean Strobe just um, typed into the chat room, hey, Monique, we love you too.
3: I love Sean. Sean is just, oh, Sean is like, I, Sean is like my older brother. I mean, he's just, I, I just do awesome work with Sean. So I had an awesome That's time amazing. when Sean came down and filmed with HIV is not a crime. And, I mean, when he did the film with me, I mean, he filmed me, but, I mean, we just had so much fun outside of the filming. So, I mean, and when I was up there, um, we we presented Sean with a a plaque, Uh, HIV is not a crime, and Sean, his cute little tears, y'all, y'all, Robbie, you had to see it, Jeremy, you had to see it, and I'm blasting him on y'all show, but it was just so cute, y'all, 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 oh, man, it it was just so cute. I don't know, he was on your show, actually, but... Man, I wish I wish he was on your show when he was when when he was talking about um, maybe Robert had to share it with you all how he cried when when we uh, presented him the the plaque of uh, HIV is not a crime Robert it was so emotional um, two weeks ago in New York. Aww. Yeah, he was so, he was the, the the tears just came down because he he wasn't aware that we was gonna do it.
2: Uh You know And I have to tell you something. Um, and so, so this was just a little secret of mine. And and I sent Sean Struve a um a uh, a note on Facebook some time ago. And and I just I just poured out. I said, Oh my God, you've inspired me. You've done. I mean, you. you and and so I know Sean is listening right now. But I was Sean, just about to say, how is it a secret if he's listening? Uh, he's listening uh, now because I'm I'm explaining the secret. You see, so. So now, so everybody knows, Sean Strube is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today. He, Aww, he's, he's going to cry. The guy. I oh, hope he so. does not. No, don't cry. Please don't cry. Um, but, uh, no, he, he is the reason why I am doing the activism and the advocacy that I'm doing today. So, Sean, thank you very much, and I know you're listening. So, love you, and um, so thank you for being the, my inspiration and my hero. So, anyway, back to you, Monique. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Monique, what do you have coming up next? What is new for you, or is there anything coming up that you can leave our, our callers with? Or our well, with? I don't.
3: I'm actually have a little bit of downtime, thank God. Um, I just have a um, actually right here locally. I'm actually being honored in an um, for being such a awesome work that I'm doing in my community. Um, in a banquet that I'm doing April 21st. I was selected so I could be dressed up to a a local ball. Um, And I believe I have to speak at at a criminalization right there, uh, International Aid Conference. I'll be there. I believe I I will have to, um, I believe now, I'm not going to quote that, I believe I will be there. Other than that, I believe I have some downtime. I'm not sure yet. I'm not going to talk too fast. My anniversary is coming up in June. I will be in Jamaica. Nice. So, so HIV actually does does awesome things in our lives. So
2: Monique will be married for a year in June. Wow, Wow. that's awesome. That's awesome. So we have we have one more question that's coming out, and um, and it's coming from Ken Warnock, and he's asking, is has so he says. Monique, have you ever tried to appeal your discharge to the Discharge Review Board?
3: I have not. Once they dropped the charges, I just kind of just really got tired, fed up. I just moved on with my life. That's pretty much all I did.
1: Well, that makes sense. Well, well, well there you thank have you it. so much.
3: Thank you so much
1: for hanging out with us for the hour, sharing your story, all the the work you're doing, the book, the radio show. Um, you know, the new Monique's Hope for Cure, all that stuff. It's it's incredible and you're an amazing woman and we love you and thank
0: you all. People can find you, people no, can find you, you. your coming. website
1: is moniquemarie.com, M O O R E, right?
3: No. Are you talking about the fan page?
1: Yeah, no, whatever page your website, Monique Howell, that's what it is. Uh, I'm sorry. My
3: um uh for the book is w my mm-hmm. My website is www.moniquehope4cure.com. Um, my fan page is um, Monique's Hope for Cure um, is my fan page. Um, yeah, that's in yeah, Monique so Marie.
0: Started,
3: uh, uh,
1: okay,
0: Robert, so I'm not going to have to out. inbox
3: you all this good stuff, and you're going to have to put it out there. It's just so well, much yeah, they just
1: just go to our Facebook page. It's all listed
3: there. We like all your Yeah, so, so if you guys nice. just support my page and I'll put all the information out there. Listeners, thank you guys so much for supporting me and Robert and Jeremy. Y'all know y'all are awesome. I love you guys so much. Oh, we love you And too. I hope I see you guys in the future.
1: Yes, have a great night, sweetheart.
2: You
3: all do the
1: same.
2: Have okay. a good evening. Okay, there are
1: some things quickly I do want to mention. Uh, next week we're going to have um, – yeah, we're going to have uh, – Justin B. Smith is going to come on and talk about his uh, Write a Letter to HIV campaign. On the 22nd, we're going to have uh, Jay Campbell from uh, New Jersey share his story. On the 29th, we're going to have author of Delicate Courage, Jim Carreon. Jim Geary. I'm sorry. On the 6th of May, we're going to have the fabulous Robert Suttle. <laughs> and then on the 13th of May, we're going to have author of The Naked Truth, Marilyn Brown, back on and give us an update of what she has going on. Other thing I want to mention is Geary. don't forget... Wait, I got all this to get out. Another thing I want to mention is don't forget to watch The Voice tomorrow. Don't forget to vote for our boy Jamar Rogers. Vote as much as you can online, Twitter, whatever you can. It's all live tomorrow night on NBC. And um, don't forget that if you are in the Dallas area, come and check us out. Jeremy and I will be speaking at the Healthy Living Conference.
2: That's Ooh, right got it healthy. out. Whew! There you went. Hmm. So. Speaking of Jim Geary. I he Geary. he was in a picture in the movie last night. Awesome. Yeah. So he'll be So on. I, I have um, to let Jim know. Yes, and uh, we want to thank everybody
1: for tuning in. And remember, we are here every Sunday at 9 p.m. offering you a dose of hope. Yes, we are. And for more information, Jeremy, people can go to your website, which is?
2: www.positivelyspeaking.com.
1: And for more information on myself or uh, past shows or to join the POSIM social network, please go to Com. We want to thank you all for having a great show, and thank you for tuning in. And we're going to leave you off with our friend Marvlin's PSA.
3: I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looked good and smelled good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not the blame. I should've loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all I found self-love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS, but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body. I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS.